We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and you know. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Good morning, everyone. It's Tuesday. Another great video from Machiavelli memes and the Dilly Bean team. Hit that thumbs up, hit that follow. No way you'll never make it. Come with the weak shit, I break it. Step into my zone, mad rhymes will stifle you. Lines like rifles go blast when I kick some ass. A lot of rappers be like one-time wonders. Couldn't say a fly bomb if there was one right under their noses. I hate those motherfucking poses, but I'm so real to them it's scary. But with my unique skills, nah, you can't compare me. And no, we don't make whack tracks. And all the suckers get pushed back when I'm kicking real facts. I represent, set up shit like a tech boy. You're paranoid because you're a son like Elroy. And you'd be happy as hell to get a record deal. Maybe your soul you'd sell to have massive I'm greater than all MCs When I breeze, give me room, please I be like fascinating when I be updating Cutting off white kids, pulling their trump cards I thump hard and make them say that I'm God Niggas be pretending they're hardcore Never know the meaning of But I get props like a slogan And no man could ever try to diss when I kick my jab Lyrically deaf and connecting Complete my record No double checking, vocals kill like weapons But if I have to, I go all out with no mic Yeah, that's right, cause I survive math fights And for my peeps, I truly care Cause without some of them, I wouldn't be here And they all know how I feel The sucks be like playing themselves To have massive fear Setbacks, but now I'm making greenbacks Just like baggy slacks of crazy hip-hop Check one, two, and you don't stop Your head'll bop when I drop my crop of pure ball Just like the seashore of calm and wild With my monotone style Because I don't need gimmicks 
Give me a fly beat and I'm all in it. Boy, this morning I go on and on. For you it's tragic, I got magic like horns. So I'ma end this lecture and I bet ya. Those who kick dirt in due time, I'm gonna get ya. Cause I be kicking the rear. While they be losing the race, trying to chase massive Little dose of MAGA energy in the morning, never hurt anybody, right? How can you not love this guy? The GOAT! Come on, man. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. It's Tuesday. Trump 2024. Dilly meme team does it again. Machiavelli memes. Trump's online war machine. You gotta love him. I actually want to take a second and thank all the memers that stopped in yesterday in the show, in the chat. And we had a bunch of them. And they were unbelievable with the support that they showed. And actually, you know, others for the January 6th the Christmas gift card drive. Uh, yesterday's chat, I was like, oh, oh, actually, I made a mistake. $395 you guys threw at it, which was awesome. Appreciate that. Steve from England, I see you. Star Walker, Blue Boy Life. Jacko, I saw Laura Ann. AP Unfiltered, of course. How was your birthday yesterday? Scaramooch, Gulfstream. I got all the all the cast of characters popping in. If you're new to the show and you have not said hello in the chat, don't be a fed. Say hello. No one's gonna bite. Hard anyway. They're all great people. We're all great people. We got an awesome little community here. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the follow. Leave a comment where it lives forever. I wish the live chat lived forever, but it doesn't. So hit the comment. Leave one. Where you from? What's happening? Tell us how great the show is. Thumbs up. It helps that Rumble algorithm, which has been helping unbelievably because it's been showing up in the top 10. It's been, uh, the viewership has been great. OG Nick in the house. Good morning. Good morning. It's uh, MAGA Tuesday, and we got some stuff happening. Rockets in the house. Look at this. Look at you people with no lives just coming in to listen to me talk and not shut up i love it so uh i woke up this morning with an 11 year old my daughter turned 11 today oh we're now well into the double digits and i'm i just i, I want her when she was like i think five i think five was an awesome age not say she she's a, she's an awesome kid. She's she's based as fuck like me and my wife, but she's growing up fast. You know, I don't know those of you with kids, especially with girls. The she's eleven. The skincare and the and the you know now she's she's got the vanity mirror and the hair and the, oh my god, she's not huge into into makeup. Thank God, I can't I can't handle that. 
But the skincare routine, oh my God, 11, going on 18 over here. I'm, I'm dreading the next couple of years. I'm dreading it. Who's got daughters? Who can tell me what I'm in for? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, maybe it'd be easier if I had like four boys over one girl. Ugh. Anyway, she's 11. We took a shopping yesterday. We said, we said, uh, Today's a birthday, but she wanted to go to school today because the girls were decorating her locker and all this stuff. And I was like, listen, it's your birthday. You could stay home. She want, she, we compromised. She stayed home yesterday. So she had a little extended weekend. And uh, she's like, yeah, I'm not big into surprises. I have a list. Like, we were like, hey, you want to go shopping? So, you know, we hit the, the local mall, which was great because we went on Monday at like 1 o'clock or tw- like 12 o'clock noon between 12 and 1. And it was dead. It was great. We had the whole mall. There was nobody there. I loved it. I hate the malls on the weekend. I hate crowds. I hate people. And uh, it was cool. She got everything she wanted. She had a great day, a great birthday. She'll have a great dinner tonight, and we'll have a lot of fun. Your 18-year-old just moved out with a fiancé, so we're sending prayers and blessings their way. (laughs) I know. I'm fucked. OG Nick, you had two boys. So my mother said that. I'm... She was like, boys are a lot easier. That's from my mother. She was happy she didn't have any girls. If I was a great age for my kid, your son's 13, and he's still cool as fuck. I'd imagine, though. I'd imagine you have a cool kid, Laura Ann. 13. Two years older than my daughter. When we move to South Carolina, maybe we can get them married. (laughs) We got pretty lucky. Our daughter erased her. Her conservative and is showing right now, so that's pretty cool. Oh, so she's 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 right now. She's she's not turning turning into a liberal. My kid doesn't even want to go to school. She wants to open a business. She doesn't want to go to college, which I'm all for. I think college is stupid. I didn't go to college. I make more than any of my college friends, all of them, and they 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 don't even work for themselves. They have to struggle nine to five every day. And I'm over here like, I might work tomorrow. No, I didn't go to college. I tried it. I I barely graduated high school. I might not work this week just because I don't want to. And they're all like, got to get on the train. They got to be, you know, all sheep. And it's it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Friends that are doctors that, you know, the fourth year and they still haven't paid off all their debt. And no life. Now, fuck that. <clears throat> fuck fighting no kids here you have to worry about them chopping off their dicks no no that's what you have to be careful of anyway so that's that enough about me and enough about my kid even though my kid's awesome we got we got some stuff happening um we're gonna get into the the eight scumbag rhinos, and then what, the other 11 that didn't vote, but the eight that voted to shelve Alejandro Mayorkas's impeachment, basically just to, it's another way just to kill it, just to kill it, just to shove it up everybody's ass. We'll get into that. First, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, first photos. It's like, it's like a big fucking deal. The first photos of cocaine found at Biden White House is finally released. Why even bother releasing them? We know whose it was. We know, you know, 
Why, why bother? There, there's Hunter Biden all tweaked out. Wasn't that like the 4th of July or something? No, when the hell was this? This was something. I forgot what it was. He's out there tweaking out. It almost looked like that was, this was that, that video going around where it looked like he took a bump off of his hand when he was walking away. But the first photo of the two grams of cocaine found at the Biden White House over the summer were, were released in response. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, it was a Freedom of Information request filed by the Daily Mail. The Secret Service concluded its investigation into the cocaine scandal that rocked the White House in July. That's right. That was July 4th. Wow, it went by quick. Surprise, surprise. No suspect was identified. According to CNN, the cocaine was found in a blind spot for surveillance cameras. Blind spot in the White House? I just find that hard to believe. I mean, it's possible, I guess. But you would figure the most, what is supposed to be the most secure facility in government in our country would not have any blind spots for any issues, you know, no fingerprints, DNA samples, or leads. A baggie of cocaine was discovered in the West wing after Hunter Biden visited the white house early in July. Anybody see my little baggie? At first it was reported that the cocaine was found in the library. Well, I mean, I don't know. Unless there's porn in there, I don't think Hunter would be in the library. Then it was reported the cocaine was stashed in a cubby in a storage facility in the West Wing. The Biden White House fiercely worked to cover up the scandal. Of course, they didn't even want to talk about it. According to Susan Katz Keating, an award-winning writer and investigative journalist who has covered military defense and security issues, the cocaine found at the White House belonged to someone within the, the Biden family orbit because it couldn't have belonged to an outsider. They wouldn't have had that access. It belonged to somebody. It wasn't Joe Biden's. It was, you know, Sonny Boy. The cocaine was found in locker number 50, according to the first photos released to the Daily Mail. Photos of the cocaine found in a phone locker in President Joe Biden's White House this summer can be revealed by DailyMail.com for the first time. Here they are. Look at this. This is weird. It, this looks like a staged photo. It, I, I don't know. It just looks like a staged photo. What do you think? It's just weird. Oh, look, it's locker number 50, and you open it, and there's the bag of Coke right there. Conveniently? But why? If, it, if Let's just say it is a staged photo. Let's go down a rabbit hole for a second. Are we deflecting from something and in the hopes that, yeah, let the news talk about Hunter Biden? What are they deflecting from? What else happened? When we were zoned in on the Coke story, was there anything else big going on that we didn't know about? Good morning, Midwest Deplorable. Like what? It's just weird. It just seems like a staged photo. <laughs> Classic movie, tell someone where it is. They, they go do a key bump. Hey, the bag of Cokes in Locker 50. I'll be right back. I got a powder in my nose. You go over. I want to see everybody's nails. Who's got the Coke nails? They're over there like snorting it up. Jonathan Allen, good morning. I Rocket, I 100% agree. I think the photo is bullshit. Any Coke head, any self-respecting cocaine addict does not leave cocaine like that. I don't care how blasted they are. They don't leave Coke like that. I'm sorry. I've I've known and I know a lot of cokeheads, finance guys. That no, that's like 
your wife leaving her, you know, five-carat engagement ring on the nightstand after banging her tennis coach, leaving it at the hotel. No, I'm sorry. I, I think it's bullshit. There's another photo. Go get the ruler. Go get the evidence ruler. We have one somewhere. I actually want verification if, if this is even in the White House. Like, are these lockers in the White House? Locker 50. Where are all the... Cue the Q-tards. Does Locker 50 and cocaine, does that have a significant meaning anywhere in some fucking Q-drop? <laughs> what about the numbers on the ruler? Do they add up to a specific algorithm and formula where JFK is going to walk out of a closet reincarnated. Oh no. Cause he's not dead and install Donald Trump as the King. <laughs> you would cover it with something, right? I, or if you're going to leave it in there, it looks like it's almost like fake. Is it like fake carpet or something? Well, you tape it to the tape it to the top of the locker. How about you just take some tape and tape it up there? <laughs> Q-Todd's working up the numerology now. Let me figure out these numbers. Locker 50, number 10, and 12, and 13. And the way that the numbers are upside down. Oh, we got to get, we got to get the Lord Q-Todd on the phone. This is something. This is part of the plan. <laughs> oh, fucking Q-Tards. I know I'm offending people. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't want Q-Tards following me. I don't want Q-Tards watching me. I don't want them following me. I want Q-Tards talking shit about me. I want Q-Tards out there saying, he's a fed. He's part of the problem. Fuck you, Q-Tards. I think this is complete bullshit. I do. Secret Service included images of the bag of white powder that was found in a cubbyhole used to store... Excuse me, personal belongings near the White House's West Executive entrance in response to a Freedom of Information Act request. Cocaine was found on Sunday, July 2nd. While the Biden family, including son Hunter, was spending the weekend away at Camp David ahead of the 4th of July holiday. So he left the cocaine there and then went to Camp, Camp David? Come on. No one's leaving their coke. The discovery prompted an evacuation of the West Wing and street closures surrounding the White House and then triggered an 11-day investigation. Once the substance was identified as the illicit drugs. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Q-tards are like rhinos and in independence. <laughs> there you go, Lauren. Cocaine has seven letters. Seven plus 2023 plus White House. Eight plus seven. Star 45 equals. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was great. Copy that. Copy that and put that in the comments right now, Lauren. I want to see that algorithm and formula in the comments because I will share that. Here's the Q-tard algorithm for the cocaine found in the White House. My name is Tony Biden. I'm a political cokehead. <laughs> Come on, people. This is great. <clears throat> cocaine, it's all bullshit. It is all bullshit. Where is that cocaine now? They gave it back to Hunter. Here, here's your Coke. He, like, just 
Forget it. Forget it. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Hold on. Where am I here? I got to get rid of that. All right. Let's get into these scumbags in the in uh, the House of Representatives. I'm tired of all of them. <clears throat> I'm tired of all of them. You know, I didn't even really get into because a lot there's a lot of bullshit behind it about the whole new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, saying there's insignificant evidence to impeach Joe Biden. And people ran with it, including Marjorie Taylor Neepad saying, Mike Johnson is not going to impeach Joe Biden. First of all, I don't give a shit about a Biden impeachment because I think it's nonsense anyway and always has been. Even before Kevin McCarthy mentioned about opening an impeachment inquiry. But from what I understand and what it sounds like, first of all, Mike Johnson did not turn around and say, and I'm not, I'm not defending Mike Johnson. I'm just, it's, it's facts. He did not say we're not going to impeach Biden. They're issuing subpoenas right after that whole thing went out about Mike Johnson not wanting to impeach Joe Biden, which is complete bullshit, by the way. Just before that, Kevin McCarthy was crying about, again, being asked to the Speaker of the House and going after all of his political enemies. You know, now he's talking about, again, possibly leaving Congress at the end of the winter or whenever the fuck it is. Nobody cares, Kevin. Leave. You're a piece of shit rhino. He supposedly planted some seeds. Hey, it looks like Mike Johnson does not want to impeach Joe Biden because he said that it's important to have an ironclad case. And right now, it doesn't seem like there's a lot tying Joe Biden into, into a lot of things. They need more evidence. They need more um, investigation, which the subpoenas were just, I don't even think they were issued yet. They're just talking about Hunter Biden, James Biden. We're going to, another one dropped yesterday, the White House counsel. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, who pretty much dwells under Kevin McCarthy's desk, she went out with all of that and it just triggered everybody. And I just sat back and I have like this 36 hour rule for most things. And I'm like, I want to see how this plays out. Because not one video clip was there, Mike Johnson saying, we're not going to impeach Joe Biden. And that's what the, the, the narrative was. And I'm over here like, let the guy cook. Just like I said about George Santos, who I became very good friends with because he has, and he has 100%. I was right. 100% conservative voting record. Better voting record than some of the rhinos that were looking to oust him because he lied about where he went to school. Oh, my God. Shut up. <clears throat> I don't give a shit about Mike Johnson. I don't give a shit about any of them. All I'm saying is, don't again, again, it's, don't believe everything you hear and only believe a half of what you see because there's always something else. I'm not doubting that he'll prove to be a rhino fuck, but has he proven it yet, Buck Fighten? Has he proven it yet? Because a seed was planted by Kevin McCarthy to make Mike Johnson look bad, which I know for a fact, and then Marjorie Taylor Greene ran with it and a few other people. And unfortunately, Laura Loomer got duped with it too. Not everybody, he probably is, but they're still doing their investigation for Joe Biden, which again, I think is bullshit, complete bullshit, wasting time on a Biden impeachment when he's not going to be removed from office and owing oh, the congressional record. Who gives a shit? He's not going anywhere. 
They're just going to phase him out. He's not running for president. So the problem, and I've said this, I said this before the fucking midterm elections, that the focus should be going after Alejandro Mayorkas and Merrick Garland. And people said, nah, for what? Because they're the ones facilitating, like Merrick Garland going after January 6th defendants, going after pro-life uh, people, going after parents at school board meetings, going after anyone who speaks out against the government of the United States of America, going after fucking people that make memes and convicting them of crimes. Alejandro Mayorkas for facilitating crimes against humanity and allowing it to happen. Abusing the Border Patrol because they've become fucking bellhops and diaper changers and handing out Capri Suns and the facilitating of, of the murder of Americans from the illegals that are coming over and the drugs and the guns. So what happened yesterday, last night, is an example of, again, more just bullshit rhino nonsense. But if, if they would have, in my opinion, taken the smart road and gone after the smaller minions to collapse some of the administration from the bottom or the middle, I think we would be having a different discussion by now. And I think the targets always should have been Alejandro Mayorkas and Merrick Garland. It's all there. They should have been the target. So what happened? Marjorie Taylor Greene decided to file articles of impeachment against Alejandro Mayorkas. Rhino Republicans were already talking about not wanting to be distracted with peripheral impeachments and wanted their eye on the prize to get Joe Biden. That's what it was all about. The, the insulated mob boss who's not going to fall. Maybe you'll get some family members on some fraud bullshit. Who gives a crap? Who cares? It's all bullshit. I was, from the get-go, from the get-go, I was Joe, impeaching Joe Biden is a waste of time. It'll be fun doing the investigation with all this shit that comes out, the $200,000, the millions of dollars, the $40,000, the checks. Cool. What are we doing about Alejandro Mayorkas and Merrick Garland? Why aren't we doing deep dive investigations into that? Are they going to start doing them? Because to me, it just sounds like they're referring it back so they can kill it because that's what typically happens. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're not taking out Joe Biden. Alejandro Mayorkas has been running around the swamp in the deep state for 30, 40 years in so many different positions. And now, boom, Secretary of Homeland Security. You want to make examples, you go after the people you can possibly make examples over. But they, they, they fucked up. They blew their load. And if they were able to get rid of him, whoever his replacement was would be on notice. You're not taking out Joe Biden on impeachment. 
unless there somehow is the gotcha moment. And then what? And then what happens? Who, ca- the, who cares? You got Kamala Harris. And then who knows what's going to happen? Look what happened in New York. They got rid of Andrew Cuomo as governor. And they threw in the lieutenant governor, Kathy Hochul, because she's next in line thinking she's not going to run again. She's shit. She's not even known. Letitia James is going to run for governor. And then guess what? All of a sudden, she opened her mouth and she started polling great. And they were like, oh, we're going to run her for governor. And boom, she grabbed it. So I'm not saying Kamala Harris would win an election if she became president while she was vice president. But it opens up way too many doors. Joe Biden's out of the picture. It's and he's not going. To, he's not. I Joe Biden is not going anywhere, unless he fucking dies. He's not going anywhere until they just they they tell us he's not running again for whatever the reason is. They're going to allow him to finish out his term. They're not going to allow him to go away in disgrace. The Democrats are not going to do that because that would allow them to look weak. That would allow all of what they worked for in the, in, the, in the deep state, in the swamp, to look weak. And they're not going to do that. I'm pissed about it too. And here it is. Eight Republicans joining Democrats to shelve impeachment of DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. If they were working on this when they started working on Joe Biden... I think they would have had a fucking shot. They would have had a shot. This was a flash in the pan. Marjorie Taylor Greene introduced the articles of impeachment. They brought it to the floor. And they voted to defer it, refer it. And here, Alejandro Mayorkas, who has overseen the purposeful invasion of the U.S. border. It's a fact. He allowed cities to be destroyed. Cities are not getting destroyed. Cities are destroyed. New York City is destroyed. Many other cities either on their way to or are destroyed to the point where now the illegal aliens showing up, we're going to cover that too. The illegal aliens showing up on buses, they don't want to stay in the sanctuary cities. They don't want to stay in the crime-ridden, Democrat-run cities. They're fucking leaving. Some, we want to go back to our country. All right, cool. All right. Couldn't blame them. The House voted Monday night on Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene's articles of impeachment against Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas. Following a vote on the Democrats' motion to table, which is expected at approximately 6.30 last night, which happened, the House expected to vote on Greene's resolution. Democrats made the motion to kill the resolution to impeach Mayorkas. And a vote with the Democrats on this is a vote against impeachment. It's a fact because they want to vote to refer it just so it dies. They want to kill it. Eh, there's, there's nothing here. And she put this together because following a tragic incident in which two of her constituents were killed by human traffickers near the border. It's unfortunate that that had to happen, but for her to do something, anybody could have done this, and they didn't. But she finally did it. She did it. I got to give her the credit. She did it. These deaths and many more. I mean, there are so many deaths involved that have to do with the invasion of this country. People that have been deported two and three times. uh, Killing people in Tennessee or getting into high speed chases through the border and 
crashing and killing the illegals that are in the truck or killing Americans in the crash, you know, putting people's lives at risk. And it's all being allowed. They, 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 don't, they don't care. So this is, yeah, this is the update. So the House just voted last night. I watched the vote live. To shelve the legislation and refer Marjorie Taylor Greene's resolution to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas to the Homeland Security Committee to prevent a vote tonight on the resolution itself. The motion to refer was offered by Minority Whip Catherine Clark, Democrat out of Massachusetts, that weirdo with the long gray hair that sits next to Hakeem uh, Jeffries all the time. So what does that mean? It'll go to the Homeland Security Committee. They're going to look it over. They're going to review it and maybe come back to the speaker and say, you know, we recommend moving forward with a vote or, oh, there's nothing here and it warrants more investigation and we'll... Listen, if they start investigating the guy, I'll be happy with that. They start having hearings and their subpoenas and they bring him in or they bring others in that work under him, some of his minions, and, you know, unfold whatever they can to prove high crimes and misdemeanors. I mean, there's got to be crimes against humanity that have been violated. There are. What's happened to kids at the border, all under his watch, because Joe Biden opened the border. Joe Biden's not going down for any of this bullshit. Exactly. Look at the border. The border speaks for itself. The border is in fucking shambles. Our country is in shambles because of the open border, because of the invasion. So here are the eight Republicans. They voted with Democrats to save Mayorkas from being fired. 13 Republicans refused to vote. Now there's a, I don't know if it's 13 or 11, because I think they only released 11 names. I will have to double check that. But the eight Republicans, Patrick McHenry, and that was the bow tie fucking wearing dweeb who was temporary House Speaker for North Carolina. Tom McClintock, Virginia Fox, Daryl Issa, Cliff Benz, Ken Buck, who's not running for re-election, Mike Turner, and John Duarte. I don't really know. I, Tom McClintock, I know he is. I know who Patrick McHenry is. Daryl Issa. The other ones, I really don't know. They're like nobodies. But they, I mean, they're moderates. You know, it's, these are the eight that voted. And then 11 just, or 11 or 13 decided not to vote. Oh, it says 13 no votes here. So I don't know why I think there's only 11 names, unless it updated from this, which could have happened. But I have here, here, uh, the eight that voted against, <clears throat> and then it says 11 that are not voting. Banks, Buchanan, Buckshin, Crenshaw, <laughs> Patches, McCain, Crenshaw, Azell, Fallon, Nancy Mace, piece of shit, Mooney, Pence, Salazar, and Williams from Texas. Right, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's 11. So I don't know if two others changed and they ended up voting. I'm not 100% sure, unless somebody knows the other names. Yeah, all the rhinos have voted no or nowhere near the border. Or probably have never gone there to see it. And already people are like, oh, look, the eight that voted with Democrats to not impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. They're like the same as the eight that voted to vacate Kevin McCarthy. No, no, you fucking retards. No, no. History was made, precedence was set, and 
it should be clear that if House the House Speaker is not going to fulfill their duties and blatantly lie, that they should be vacated. And Mike Johnson needs to be held to the same standard and things need to start happening. I'm not happy that, and I didn't even really look into it. I just, because it's just mind numbing. Apparently there'll be continuing resolutions that if Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell and the Senate are happy about, uh, there's no way I can be happy about it to keep the government open. And I, the government is supposed to get funded, I believe by the 17th or it closes and I really want a fucking catastrophic government shutdown. I do. And I want it to last until the new year. I want them to, sh- I want them, I want fist fights on the House floor because of it. Here's Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about uh, after the vote. Let's listen to her. And I, I can't stand her voice, but we got to hear what she has to say. Uh, that we just had on the House floor, we had eight Republicans vote with the Democrats to send my articles of impeachment back to committee where articles of impeachment go to die. Um, They just voted, these eight Republicans just voted with the Democrats to protect Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas from impeachment, which is absolutely unbelievable. You see, we all know the facts, we know the numbers, and we know how bad the invasion is at the border every single day. I serve on the Homeland Committee, and we've done hearing after hearing after hearing as we have reported and talked to eyewitnesses, interviewed people, we have found out how bad it is at the border, and yet we can't get Republicans to impeach Secretary Mayorkas. This is outrageous. Let's talk about this. We have uh, four of these Republicans serve on the Judiciary Committee. Now, the Judiciary Committee is where my articles of impeachment on Secretary Mayorkas have been sitting and collecting dust for months and months and months now without movement. And so there's four of these eight that voted to send it back to the Judiciary Committee where it will once again collect dust and have no movement to impeach Secretary Mayorkas. This is unbelievable because everyone all over America knows how bad this guy is and that he is willfully breaking our laws and allowing the invasion to happen. Over 300 Americans are dying every single day. And two of my constituents were killed last week by a human smuggler trafficking illegal aliens in Texas. This this cannot continue. Uh, Several of these, as a matter of fact, three of the eight Republicans are from the state of California (laughs) that gets invaded every single day. Can you... How do they vote against impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas? Um, I I can't understand it. So it's Vince Buck. Well, let's talk about Kim Buck. Kim Buck is retiring. So we know why he voted no. He's just voting revenge votes against anybody he doesn't like. Um, Apparently, he doesn't like his his state of Colorado very much. And he doesn't like the people that sent him here uh, to do his job. But he serves on judiciary and he's retiring. So he doesn't care what happens to mayor because he simply doesn't care about anything. Uh, Duarte from the state of California, um, he also voted against our border bill earlier this year. I guess Duarte from California not only doesn't want to impeach Secretary Mayorkas, he doesn't want to even secure the border whatsoever. So he must actually support Joe Biden and Secretary Mayorkas's open border. 
Um, Virginia Fox, I can't understand why she did this. She's the chair of the Ed and Workforce Committee. Um, I can't understand why she would vote to refer this back to committee um, when everyone knows how bad Maricus is. Uh, Daryl Issa from California, judiciary member. There you go. Send them back to committee where they can sit there and do nothing. Um, Tom McClintock, another California Judiciary Committee, uh, committee member, uh, voted with the Dems to protect Secretary Mayorkas. Patrick McHenry, Chair of uh, Financial Services, uh, voted with the Democrats to protect Secretary Mayorkas and send my uh, articles of impeachment back to the Judiciary Committee where they will collect more dust along with all the other articles. So members of the Judiciary Committee voted to send it back to their own committee with the help of others, where again, that's typically what happens with, you know, things they want to die is they'll send it back to committee and either they'll, uh, yeah, maybe they'll review it. Maybe there'll, there'll be some movement on it, but most likely not. Most likely not. I can't, I can't listen to her. This is a seven minute video and we're three minutes in. I, I can't listen to her anymore. You get the point. I'm glad she did what she did, but hey, Republicans, just, hey, we're going to protect Alejandro Mayorkas. We're going to protect the piece of shit that despises our Border Patrol, the piece of shit that wanted revenge over a lie where they tried to say the Border Patrol were whipping migrants. He still didn't apologize for that after it was debunked. No, he wanted vengeance, okay? This is a guy who sat there and said that Trump destroyed the American immigration system. This is a guy who sat back while Border Patrol agents were being assaulted and injured in fights and some almost killed because there aren't enough of them. This is a guy that is allowing children to be raped in government facilities. This is a guy who's allowing NGOs and other agencies, federal agencies, to place kids with pedophiles and allow them to live in homes with many middle-aged, younger-aged, fighting-age men. And has, there's no accountability. Democrats don't give a fuck. Democrats want to protect everybody who's on their side. Dereliction of duty, it's beyond that. It is fucking treasonous that he is allowing our border to be open. All the way from the top, yes, but he is the guy directly overseeing what's happening. Alejandro Mayorkas is a fucking criminal. And they don't care. They protected him. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if anything else comes up, comes from it. But it sure doesn't look like look like it. You have to remember those names. But the, and here's the problem. Look, Ken Buck. He's he's gone. He's retiring. One, two, three people from California. I mean, they don't care. And some of them are, oh, we have to focus on impeaching Joe Biden. Joe Biden's not getting impeached. 
He'll get impeached in the House. He won't get convicted in the Senate. He, and here's the thing. I am not 100% confident that Joe Biden will be impeached in the House. I believe that there will be members of the Republican conference that vote against impeaching Joe Biden. I 100% believe that. I don't believe that there will be a unanimous vote on the Republican side who holds a slim majority to impeach Joe Biden. And I could guarantee you that there will not be one Democrat vote to impeach Joe Biden. So imagine those optics. Imagine those optics in a fucking election year. Imagine the Trump haters that have an R behind their name, right? An R after their name. Imagine those scumbags that would love to vote not to impeach Joe Biden in the House just for the fact of the news stories against Trump supporters. Oh, look, they impeached your big bad orange man twice and you couldn't actually get every Republican to impeach Joe Biden. Who beat Donald Trump from the basement with 81 million votes. Not 81 million voters, 81 million votes. 100% Scaramooch, the Republican Party is a giant fucking joke, and that's why it needs to be overtaken like a fucking military fort by MAGA Republicans. We keep losing. We keep getting fucked. 100% will never get anything accomplished with Congress. Convention of state should be great, but it's just nobody wants to get involved. Nobody wants to make the necessary hard moves. And that's, and that's the problem. And there will be revengeful, revengeful pieces of shit on the Republican side that will not vote to impeach Joe Biden for the political optics and the, the media frenzy that will happen among moderate Republicans, among, uh, among uh, Democrats, and depending on where it lies, the Santards. If, if they ever were able to make it happen before the primary. Imagine them voting to impeach, having a, an impeachment vote for Joe Biden at a hearing, an impeachment hearing, and then a vote, like they allowed it to go, and they have the hearing, the lawyers and all that good, whatever it is, or they just vote to impeach him, and then the hearing is in the Senate, but they'll have their hearing committees, and then they turn around and they don't impeach him in the House how that would look in an election year and what the media frenzy would be. I mean, it would not look good. And I can see it happening and it being a setup just for that. We can't trust these Trump supporting members of Congress. Look, They're just voting to impeach Joe Biden for the optics. We have to stop this. But they'll twist the story and they'll say, look, they failed to impeach Joe Biden because they just wanted to do it for revenge because they're working at the behest of their big, bad, orange God because they're in a cult. Is this who we want leading our country? It's an election year. It's stupid, but you know how these fucks are. 
I'll tell you what I'd like to see. I love this when I saw it. Enough of that bullshit. Those eight Republicans, well, one is gone. Those seven out of the eight and the ones that didn't vote should be, again, make bullying and shaming great again. Emails should be raped. Phone lines should be raped constantly to remind these scumbags what they actually are. Scumbag, rhino, pieces of shit. Bully them and shame them. I'm sorry, but stop taking pictures with your favorite member of Congress and ask them a hard fucking question if there's one to be asked if you have an opportunity to meet one. And you know what? Pull out your fucking phone and record it. They should all have a camera in their face when they're asked a question. Just ask them a question and make sure there's a camera rolling and see what they say. See how they cower. A little bit of pressure and most of them will fucking cower. Act like they're taking a phone call. You're not taking a fucking phone call. You're running away from constituents because you're terrified. Or you feel you don't have to answer to us. That's what they do. Fuck these people. And that's why I want to support the QAnon shaman for Congress in Arizona. This I thought was fucking great. All right. I don't know if you saw this. I think it's great. Maybe the guy's a fucking Fruit Loop, but <laughs> I, th I thought it was uh, pretty awesome. Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman, they call him, which is a stupid name because He's not a he's not a Q guy from what it, it seems. It's just that's what the mainstream media and, and they they named him because of the you know, oh, they're all Q supporters. They're all QAnon people that were at the Capitol. Whatever. Anyway. The QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley, has filed papers to run for Congress in Arizona as an independent. I think this is great. The man known as the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley, has filed papers to run for Congress in Arizona as oh, I'm sorry, a libertarian. Cue the Democrat and media meltdown. He was an insurrectionist. He went to jail. He can't run for office. He didn't go to jail for insurrection. It was sedition. So he could still run for office. They're still referring to him as a rioter, despite video evidence showing his behavior was completely peaceful and he was allowed to walk through the building. They opened doors for this guy. His notoriety could actually help him in his political ambitions, and I hope it fucking does. I really hope it does. I would love to see this fuck walk in as a freshman congressman. Like, yeah, I'm here for Congress, congressman school. And he should, he should have that headdress on a mount in his fucking congressional office. I would personally show up to his congressional office with a box of cigars and a campaign contribution for his reelection after he was elected. <laughs> Just to fucking see it. Just to see it. Oh, my God. I'd love to see him in Congress. I would love it. Just, just, it would be, just be great to talk about and to see what he would, what he would do. Jacob, <laughs> Capitol Rioter plans 2024 run as a libertarian candidate in Arizona's 8th Congressional District. Jacob Chansley, the spear-carrying rioter whose horned fur hat, bare chest, and face paint made him one of the more recognizable figures in January 6th, assault on the U.S. Capitol. Assault. Just stop. Apparently aspires to be a member of Congress. 
I mean, they made memes out of this guy. This, this is, everyone knows the QAnon shaman. Online paperwork shows the 35-year-old Chansley filed a candidate statement of interest Thursday, including indicating he wants to run as a libertarian in next year's election for Arizona's 8th congressional district seat. I don't think he's any nuttier than some of the fucking members of Congress we have in there, but you never know. You know? U.S. Representative Debbie Lesko, a 64-year-old Republican representing the district since 2018, announced last month that she won't seek re-election. Her term officially ends in January 2025. He identified himself as Jacob Angeli Chainsley in the candidate statement of interest paperwork filed with the Arizona Secretary of State's office. The U.S. Constitution doesn't prohibit felons from holding federal office, but Arizona law prohibits felons from voting until they have completed their sentence and have had their civil rights restored. Well, he did complete his sentence unless he's on um, uh, supervision, uh, probation, or anything like that, parole. But all right, he can't vote for himself, but he can run. All right. He talked to Newsmax about his decision. He's very well-spoken. Let's check it out. I didn't watch this, so. Takes horns and face paint with no shirt to end up disrupting the establishment and the established uh, uh, corrupt politics in the dinosaur circus that we call D.C., then I'm fine with that. Don't you lose your credibility without the shirt? <laughs> well, I don't think so. None whatsoever. In my personal opinion, I think that it's um, a symbol uh, that I'm willing to bear all, that what people are getting with me is exactly, exactly what it is that I'm showing them, that I'm not afraid. I'm not trying to paint some image the way that all these puppet politicians do. I'm not disingenuous in any way, shape, or form. I come bare-chested. I come in full regalia. This is who I am. This is what I represent. And guess what? I think that once people hear me speak, then they can and will want to vote for me. I wanted to ask you this as well. <laughs> I'd vote Dan, for him. Uh, we know you're running for Congress. We've we've made that very clear. You've made that very clear. We're talking about, again, the policies that you wanted to run on in terms of uh, penalties for insider trading, term limits, et cetera, things Love like it. that. Obviously, you've done some homework uh, when you had the time to do that. Um, you're running as a libertarian. People are going to ask, why should anyone from any party vote for a convicted felon who is accused of trying to destroy the very democracy you want to represent now? Do you have an answer for that? Oh, I tell them, first of all, we don't live in a democracy. We live in a constitutional republic. A democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what's for dinner. A republic is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote. And I would also say that, you know, the DOJ can call anybody or can, can convict anybody on anything. I believe it's it was true. Clarence Thomas that said the average American citizen breaks six federal laws a day. So our list of rules for the government is a page or two. It's called the Bill of Rights in the Constitution. But their list of rules for us are thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of pages at this point. Hence why, you know, the average American citizen breaks six federal laws a day. That's a problem. And so in my opinion, if you if the American people are looking for change, then I guarantee you they're not going to find it in the establishment. 
They're not going to find it in any of the people that are currently in Congress because those people are banking on keeping the status quo. That's how they keep their jobs. Business as usual. They want yeah. careers in D.C. They it, don't want to make change. And Jacob, as we know, people make change by using their vote lawfully and doing so peacefully, not obstructing a congressional proceeding, as we know. Um, Got to ask you about how you're viewing the current frontrunner for the GOP nomination. Of course, former President Trump, why uh, almost everyone who was there at the Capitol on January 6th was there to support Donald Trump. Uh, do you blame the former president for the prison sentence you faced or the fact that you showed up at the Capitol to begin with? No, no, I do not. And I think that any attempt to try to paint anything that happened on that day onto the president or try to paint him with that broad brush is just mockingbird media and corrupt DOJ talking points. Because the fact <laughs> of the matter is the man said peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Okay, so what we're talking about here is optics. And based on the Mockingbird Media and neurolinguistic programming, I love based it. on critical factor bypass and all that kind of psychological warfare, basically, you can paint anybody to be anything. So you could choose to look at me as a, a felon. You, I've heard people call me a traitor. That's a threat to democracy. Or you could choose to look at me as I am, a person that was maligned and skewered by a corrupt system, as so many hundreds of thousands of people have been in the United States, as so many January Sixers have been yep. in the United States, and has Donald Trump has been in the United States. Absolutely. So I don't I don't see the the, pre yeah. the former president as responsible at all. Nobody can make me do anything. And that's why I should go to DC because I'm not going to be beholden to the NGOs. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to be beholden I love to the lobbyists. I'm not going to be beholden I to love the it. state puppet strings. I will represent the American people. Now they're going to the cut them off. Time is running out. Jacob Chansley for Congress. Fuck these people. I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Of course, yes. NBC uses stormed Jacob Chansley, the Arizona man known as the QAnon shaman who stormed the Capitol on January 6th, filed paperwork to run for Congress as a libertarian. Fuck you, NBC. I am, uh, yeah, they're not listening to drive-by stooges. I like that. Chunt seven. It's almost my favorite word. My favorite word, cunt. I'm not calling you that. I just took the H out. I'm like, drawn to that word <laughs> oh this is amazing jacob chansley everybody i'm all here for it i want to see this play out we got to pay attention to this guy we got to pay attention to jacob chansley arizona running in the eighth district does he have a chance most likely not but listen i didn't even realize that newsmax clip was there i gotta go find it i'm gonna tweet the shit out of that just listen to him talk oh excuse me wow I didn't mean to just burp in your faces. That was weird. I think we need to hear more from him, and I'm hoping that he gets a lot more media segments to speak like that so people actually hear him. And I love the fact that they love they wanted to bait him. Fuck Newsmax, Erica Reckenberg, and the other douchebag. They, they wanted to bait him. Do you blame Donald Trump for your... Get the no, he was perfect. He was fucking perfect. Exactly what everyone should say. If anybody 
sits there and says, well, Donald Trump made me do it. Okay. All right. You really are a fucking moron then. Ugh. Yeah, you know, Steve from England, if you just make it to Mexico and come over the border, I'll come get you. I'll hide you in my attic. We'll get you some work papers. And, and you know, we'll, we'll get you voting. We can get you an identity. You don't need ID to vote in New York. So, you know, we can, we can figure it out. <laughs> oh, the meltdown from this guy. You know what I want to hear? I really want to hear members of Congress. I want to hear their, especially some Republicans, especially in the Freedom Caucus. I want to know their opinion on this guy running for Congress. That's what I want to know. I want someone to ask Matt Gates. I want someone to ask Marjorie Taylor Greene, all the firebrands, what they think of Jacob Chansley running for Congress in Arizona as a libertarian. I just want to hear, I want to hear their take on it. I think anybody who is exposed to them should ask them that question. And then they should have to listen to that Newsmax clip. Just to hear what uh, he has to say. Pretty well spoken for someone who's not a professional politician who off the cuff is just on Newsmax, you know, speaking about why he's running for office. I think it's great. All right, we got some more stuff to, uh, to hit up. But before then, the best cigar commercial in the world. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot Cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot Cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot Cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America and God bless Patriot Cigars. MyPatriotCigars.com Actually, we have the big sale, or the bigger sale, running until the 19th. Promo code VETERAN gets you 30% off the entire site. We always have the promo code MAGA for 25% off, but right now until the 19th, you have promo code VETERAN for 30% off MyPatriotCigars.com. Use promo code VETERAN until November 19th for 30% off cigars, merch, we got some great stuff there. Just got a huge shipment of cigars in, so they're ready to be sent out for to uh, freedom-loving patriots. So mypatriotcigars.com. Use promo code VETERAN until the 19th for 30% off. And then, of course, once that expires, you can always use promo code MAGA for 25% off. All right, enough of that. 
Webster, New York. No, I'm not in Webster, New York. I'm on Long Island. I am uh, up, down, rather. rather. I'm on Long Island. And uh, I've been to Webster, New York. I have. Do you know people in Webster? All right. Anyway. Yeah, so head over and support my brand, my conservative-owned business that I own and operate with my family. And uh, stop giving your money to these commies because they suck, and I don't. All right. We got more subpoenas coming. We got uh, three or four more things. I don't think it's going to be... We're not, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be another hour. We'll see. We'll get through this. But you guys are unbelievable. I, I just saw AP Unfiltered earlier in the chat say that we did hit the number one spot for live podcasts on Rumble. The page one, number one spot, and out of the top 10, that's up on the first page. So, again, I think that's twice this week we hit number one. No, one last week. I don't know what we hit. La- yesterday we were, in, we were on the top 10, but not number one. We're in number one last week and number one again today. And that's all because of you great people who are watching MAGA Mornings who are hitting the thumbs up, who are leaving comments, who are sharing it on your social media, and the great community that we're building here. Don't forget, get on the Discord. All you people are over there chatting away on the Discord. And, uh, yeah, like, follow on the on Rumble, please, on the Rumble channel, follow. And uh, if you're on Twitter, we're live on Twitter also. You can retweet it, follow you. My social medias are there in the ticker. But, all right. Under more breaking subpoena news, Comer issued subpoena to White House counsel Dana Remus for deposition related to Biden's stolen classified documents. All right. Going after classified documents, they're going after bribery, all this shit. Again, to see if they can impeach this old fuck. I like that the investigations are going on. I like all of this shit coming to light. Again, to show the piece of shit that he is, unfortunately, with all the plausible deniability on a lot of the things and being able to actually tie him to this specifically, all of it specifically, they're going to have a tough time. I just, I'm glad this is happening. I just think the whole impeachment thing is whatever. It is what it is. I have my feelings on it. House Oversight Chairman James Comer. This all should have been done a long time ago, too. Took them long enough to get the subpoenas out. More just fucking bullshit. House Oversight Chairman James Comer on Monday subpoenaed former White House counsel Dana Remus for a deposition related to Biden's stolen document investigation. Comer's subpoena comes a few days after his committee issued additional subpoenas to Hunter Biden's associate, Eric Schwerin, Hunter's art gallerist, and George Burgess and Elizabeth Naftali, the Democrat donor who purchased Hunter's art. That's what I really want to know about. I want to know about the money laundering bullshit through Hunter's bullshit art. Cause he's not an artist. He's a drug addict, failed energy executive, but very successful scam artist and drug addict. I want to know about the guy who owns the art gallery and what he, cause apparently supposedly ties to China. And I want to know about the Democrat donors who are buying the art, the prices for the art. I want to know everything about that. That's a big one. I think, I think. Why are there so many feet in Alan's ads? No, I don't know. This is the, It's not me. It's a gateway pundit. It's either like bras about fat people or feet. It's weird, right? It's weird. But I'm not giving them money just so the ads go away. 
I subscribe to like two new sites. It's all bullshit. And one of them I subscribe to, I'm canceling because the ads still show up. And fuck all these people. <clears throat> I'm issuing a subpoena of former White House counsel Dana Remus to appear for a GOP oversight committee deposition related to Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. Comer said this yesterday. Joe Biden may have kept sensitive documents related to his family's foreign business schemes, Comer added. Again, more subpoenas. Here's a copy of the subpoena. Dana Remus. She's got a, I don't know if it's a he or she. I think it's a he, right? Dana Remus. It's coming, uh, it's got to come in December 8th. Again, ongoing investigations. Are these people going to show up for their subpoenas for their, to, to conduct these uh, depositions? Or are we going to be holding anyone in contempt of Congress and trying to sentence them to jail? The House Oversight Committee last month revealed that five White House employees were involved in Biden's stolen classified document case. So that five current White House employees, I imagine, Joe Biden stole skiff-designated classified documents and improperly stored them at the Penn-Biden Center. Biden also stored classified documents in his garage next to that beautiful Corvette where his son Hunter had access to the sensitive materials, and so did other people while they were renting at the house, right? Look, there he is backing in. Look, look at all those boxes, all those classified documents. Nine boxes of documents were taken from Joe Biden's lawyer's Boston office, and we have no idea what is in those boxes because the National Archives is covering up for Joe Biden, which we know the National Archives is run by these left-leaning weirdos. Joe Biden also withheld information from the Senate Intel Committee. Recall that it was reported that Joe Biden's attorney first discovered Obama-Biden administration documents in a locked closet while packing files as they prepare to close out Biden's office in the Penn-Biden Center in November of 2022. It's a year ago. This timeline presented by Biden's attorney is, of course, a lie. Joe Biden's former assistant is VP Kathy Chung in April testified to the House Oversight Committee about the mishandling of classified documents by Biden since he left as vice president. So, I don't know. More subpoenas coming out. I want to see who answers them. I want to see who shows up. I want to see what they're going to allow us to hear, see, and read. Because I think all of these depositions are going to be closed-door hearings, unfortunately, because that's the way our government operates in secret, because they were all complete scumbags, every single one of them. Talk, speaking about open doors and operating in secret, Jack Smith, you know, the old... Yeah, it's it's so stupid. It's so stupid. You, you you can subscribe to certain things, like these news sites, and I think it was the the post millennial. I sub I was liking a lot of their stories, but I I subscribed to it for whatever it was for the year, and on one computer, I can subscribe. I, I can log in and read everything. And then I log out on that computer just to make sure. Log in on another one, like the one I'm in front of, and I get all the ads. So it just it doesn't make sense. All of these, all of these news, you know, with all their stupid inserted ads to monetize the. They're all Google ads. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, there's my dog. Okay, barking at something stupid. All right, Jack Smith. You know the Obama loving, 
America-hating special prosecutor that's going after Donald Trump and wants him to rot and die in jail. He lashes out at Trump in another motion, another motion, opposing cameras in the courtroom, compares Trump to murderous terrorists. Donald Trump, like, and the, they want cameras in the courtroom. Why, why wouldn't Democrats want cameras in the courtroom? There are some Democrats, if you look, that want cameras in the courtroom. So does Donald Trump. There's nothing to hide here. Donald Trump wants cameras in the courtroom, but because it's a federal case, typically standard, there's no cameras in courtrooms in federal cases ever. It's up to the judge. The judge has the discretion, but most of the, most of the time, 99.9% of the time, there's no cameras. This is something that cameras should be in the courtroom. We're talking about a pa- the most recent past president who's been indicted federally and on state level in D.C., and he's running for president. We the people deserve and have the right, I believe, under the Constitution to see everything that's going on in that courtroom. I don't see why they would not allow it. Well, I see why they wouldn't allow it. Jack Smith doesn't want cameras in that courtroom because they know if there's cameras in that courtroom, the American people are going to see how, one, weak their case is, and two, how Trump and his defense team will completely annihilate the DOJ in that courtroom. And then we'll be able to see full view on how corrupt federal court in D.C. is. Dirty Jack Smith is fighting to ban video and audio in Trump's D.C. March 2024 trial. In August, Trump was hit with four counts in Jack Smith's January 6th case up in D.C. Conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an attempt to obstruct an official proceeding, and conspiracy against rights, which is all bullshit. I'm telling you now, if they decide that they are going to air or have a live stream in that courtroom, sure as shit, I will live stream right here every second of it, no matter what. But I don't believe any of it's going to be allowed. I I believe that the judge will say no, that no cameras in her courtroom. I believe that. I also believe the judge is going to deny most of Donald Trump's defense tactics anyway, and not allow him in a courtroom. A group of media organizations referred to as Media Coalition applied to record and telecast the D.C. trial. Jack Smith, in a filing earlier this month, argued that audio and video should be banned. He knows he doesn't have a case. That's exactly why. We know that. Because if you knew you had a strong ironclad case and you were going to take down... Donald J. Trump. Why would you not want cameras in that courtroom? Why? If I knew I was, I was going to take down the big bad orange man for the entire world to see and what that would do for my career and my space, fucking A, bring those cameras in. I got this guy. But they don't have them. They want to appear that they have them. They want to have the, the, the trial and then every day go out and try it again in the court of public opinion on social media. That's what they want. 
with their information that they want leaked to certain people to put out there. They don't want the whole truth out. This is something everyone should be protesting. This is something that every fucking Republican in Congress and the Senate who has a shred of decency and so-called support for Donald J. Trump should be on every news media station saying, we demand cameras and audio be live streamed in Donald Trump's January 6th case in D.C. But none of them are. None of them are speaking about it. Maybe those are phone calls people should be making. Hey, Mr. Congressman, don't you think you should be speaking out demanding that cameras and audio be present in Donald Trump's uh, federal D.C. case? Well, you know, typically, no, that's not what I asked, asshole. I asked, why aren't you on Newsmax and, and all of these other outlets that have you on saying, I am calling for Special Prosecutor Jack Smith to petition to allow cameras and audio in the, in the courtroom if your case is so ironclad. That's what I want to see. I don't think it's a big ask. The special counsel is nothing more than a hired gun, 100% at the behest of the Biden regime and beyond. He doesn't want the public to hear his prosecutor argue in court because he knows his case can't stand up to the public scrutiny, nor will it probably stand up to the Supreme Court. Trump's lawyers said they would be okay with cameras in the courtroom. Well, there you have it. There you have it. In a Friday night filing, President Trump's lawyers told the D.C. court that they want the January 6th show trial fully televised. Well, there you go. In a Friday night filing, Donald Trump's lawyers told the D.C. court that they want the January 6th show trial fully televised. President Trump absolutely agrees and, in fact, demands that these proceedings should be fully televised. Trump's attorneys wrote in a filing on Friday as well. Jack Smith threw another temper tantrum in a motion opposing cameras in the courtroom. He compared Trump to the Sonarev brothers. I guess maybe the T is silent. The terrorists who murdered Americans at the Boston Marathon more than a decade ago. Jack Smith just unleashed a temper tantrum in another motion opposing cameras in the courtroom for Trump's D.C. trial. And every American, especially the relatives of the victims, should be outraged that this DOJ continues to compare Trump to murderous terrorists. And here it is. Let's see if I can pull this up. Julie Kelly. Uh, uh, It's just a lot of... Yeah, I'm not reading all that shit. It's mumbo-jumbo that we don't need to, to read. The special counsel also claimed Trump wanted to create a carnival atmosphere. No, we just want the truth out there. We just want the truth out there. Trump wants to create a carnival atmosphere from which he hopes to profit by distracting, like many fraud defendants try to do, from the charges against him, Smith's team said, according to NBC News. As the court has already observed in proceedings in the defendant's criminal trial, the defendant and his counsel will, if permitted, design their their in-court statements instead of wage a public relations campaign. Trump ignores that high-profile federal criminal trials have long proceeded in accordance with the broadcast uh, prohibition under the rules. 
and that they have garnered significant and detailed media coverage of courtroom proceedings nonetheless. This has remained true in the context of trials related to the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol, including on seditious conspiracy charges, Smith's prosecutors wrote. This is a flat-out lie. Aside from a few high-profile trials covered by D.C.-based corporate news reporters, most of the court proceedings for January 6th have been ignored by press, and minute-by-minute reporting is in the eye of the reporter, not what the public can hear firsthand. And that's what reporter Julie Kelly said. None of these mainstream media outlets were reporting any big details in January cases whatsoever. They were just saying, oh, look, he's charged with this. Oh, look, he got convicted of this because he's an insurrectionist. And he hates the United States and he hates the government and he tried to overturn the government, overthrow the government with no guns. It's all a flat out lie. So again, why not have cameras in the courtroom, Jack Smith? You have such a strong case. Jack Smith, why aren't you making it like a carnival? The carnival of taking down Donald Trump. Why not? Jack Smith and the DOJ should do just that. Make it the carnival of taking down Donald Trump if they have such a strong ironclad case, an unbreakable bulletproof case to take down Donald Trump. Let all of America see it. Let every MAGA hat wearing Trump supporter see you take down Donald Trump with all of this overwhelming evidence you have that he defrauded the United States. Do it and we'll be here for it. Maybe you'll put us in our place and we'll say, wow, he really was a bad man. These fucking people are so ridiculous. It, it really is sickening. It's sickening. Donald Trump put out a truth about it. Deranged Jack Smith, Andrew Weissman, Lisa Monaco, the team of losers and misfits from Crew. And all the rest of the radical left zealots and thugs who have been working illegally for years to take me down will end up, because of their suffering from a horrible disease, Trump derangement syndrome, TDS, in a mental institution by the time my next term as president is successfully completed. Make America great again. <laughs> this is great. I'm sure there'll be some sort of motion to gag him for this. Or, hey, he can't talk like that. He can't call Jack Smith deranged. Hey, I'm wondering when the CDC or some health organization is going to um, actually say Trump derangement syndrome is real. I think they should at this point. And then they should say a way to protect yourself from Trump derangement syndrome is to wear a mask because masks work. Wear your mask. Don't, don't suffer from Trump derangement syndrome. Wear a mask. I can't do Fauci. I don't do impressions. Well, along with that, the whole Jack Smith bullshit, Don Jr.'s in court again to this whole New York City civil trial, $250 million. Laquifa James, Laquifa James wants $250 million from Donald Trump, wants him and his kids to just go out of business and live on the street, be the homeless Trump clan, go broke. Laquifa James, who used to be the notorious B.I.G. until she transitioned 
I found a great CNN article I'm going to tear apart today for a video later this week. Good. I love tearing apart CNN shit. The party of guns goes to overthrow the government in the Capitol and brings no guns. <laughs> the Trump support has gone airborne. Wear your mask. Trump derangement syndrome, you might get it. Wear your mask. They should come up with a vaccine for it. The CDC should come up with a Trump derangement syndrome vaccine and mandate everybody get it. Everybody who hates Donald Trump. Do you hate Donald Trump? You have to get this vaccine. <laughs> Business will never come back to New York if this hoax is not dismissed. Trump warns New York City. They better pay the fuck attention. With each passing year, it becomes more and more obvious that life and business in New York City is unbearable. Businesses are, I'm telling you, I live in New York. Businesses are leaving New York as far as businesses. Like, I live in New York. My businesses are not in New York. I would never. They were, they used to be. No, that changed. New York City is suffering through a horrific crime wave and rent is through the roof. The rent is too damn high. The business environment and oppressive is oppressive under the Democrat leadership in the city and the state. Hundred percent. Between nearly between early 2020 and 2023, 158 companies that manage 993 billion dollars in assets move their headquarters out of New York City and the state. It's not just the city; it's the state. With all of these obstacles for business owners, New York Attorney General Laquifa James has now started suing businesses based on their politics. Ah, uh, there is a vaccine. It's called four years in college. Uh, four-year college is the vaccine to cure you of Trump derangement syndrome. Letitia's trial of Donald Trump and his sons and daughter is unprecedented in American history. Oh, we don't like your politics. We're going to sue you for everything you have and just for for things that there were no vic there, there's no victim of this civil trial. None. James, Laquifa James, is prosecuting Trump for having a successful business, paying off his debts with interest, making the banks money, paying off banks, and making beautiful real estate properties and single-handedly changing the skyline of New York City for the better, among other things. Save the Veterans Parade, the Veterans Day Parade that the city wanted to cancel years ago. Trump finances, no, we're not, we're not canceling this. The ice rink, they forget about all that. They forget about it all, the jobs. The buildings. New York State wants to take over Trump's business in the state to set an example to all Republicans in the state. Run a successful business in New York and you will be punished, especially in New York City. Well, that's why my businesses are not. On Monday, President Trump warned New York City on what their future looks like. He put out on truth. Nobody can believe this political witch hunt trial is still going on. No victims, no witnesses, their witnesses, their witness recanted his fake story and said he lied. No defaults, no jury, no nothing. Only happy banks, etc. There was fraud, however, but by the judge in the AG in saying that Mar-a-Lago was worth only $18 million when they knew it was worth many times that amount. They just wanted to make me look bad. All a big scam by the New York AG in order to get elected and then run for governor unsuccessfully. The Trump-hating judge must with withdraw his bullshit early ruling before the trial even started. He knew none of the facts. He is devastated by the truth but just can't let it go. He is obsessed 
any other judge, but this one would have dismissed this ridiculous lawsuit years ago. He asked me to settle for a much, low, a much lower amount at a settlement conference, but I said, no, I did nothing wrong. Businesses will never come back to New York if this hoax is not dismissed and forgotten. They're destroying the city. Businesses are pulling out. Aliens are pulling in. I mean, crime is through the roof. You're going to see New York City like skeleton buildings, and it, it, you know, 10 years, it'll look like Detroit, Michigan. Macy's Thanksgiving Parade going to be a woke shit show. I don't, I don't even watch it anymore. I don't even watch the Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York City. I used to go to it. I used to go watch them blow up the balloons the night before. No, it's just fucking, I wouldn't even go into the city anymore for anything. New York better pay attention. You realize here, Trump has a near-perfect record with his, predi- with his predictions. This might not be any different. Might not be any different. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. had some remarks after he came out of the courtroom. And uh, let's, let's uh, hear a few of them here. This is when he came right out. Uh, very large believe it when he came out and then he came out of the courthouse and gave a little bit longer remarks to the press outside. So we'll, we'll grab them too. You see your Trump's your favorite Trump attorney in the background, Alina Haba. Did you see on uh, when she was at the UFC fight, she had her MAGA bag and her, uh, her necklace. It said, uh, FJB, fuck Joe Biden. She had the, uh, she actually put on, on her Instagram the the jeweler she got it from that makes like all the all kinds of Trump supporting jewelry like uh, FJB seventeen seventy six MAGA and all these chains and stuff, but um that that was pretty cool. She uh, she had that chain on and the the MAGA bag. All right, here's Trump Jr. coming out of the courthouse and uh, addressing the press. 
this exam. I thought they were going to go somewhere, but I think they understand that they have uh, nothing as it relates to a case other than, I guess, an overzealous attorney, I guess, an overzealous attorney general who would destroy all of New York business by going after transactions where there are no victims, uh, you know, I guess, other than herself. Uh, but you guys have got to think about the precedent that this case sets. If an attorney general can years later, after all parties of transactions are paid back in full, with interest, making hundreds of millions of dollars, where they have no complaint, where they said they wouldn't have done anything differently, where every witness, as it relates to my brother and I, every witness that the attorney general has called have said that my brother and I were not involved in the statement of financial condition. That even includes their star witness, uh, the perjurer in chief, Michael Cohen, who's perjured himself probably more times than any human being I can think of. Uh, even he said, perhaps the one time he was actually telling the truth in all of this, that my brother and I had nothing to do with it, but it doesn't matter because it's a witch hunt. It always has been. But the precedent that it sets for New York business, you know, if you don't perhaps donate to Letitia James' re-election campaign, I too will go after your billion dollar transactions. Uh, it's ripe for extortion and corruption, but you know, that's what you get from the Democrat party in New York these days, it seems. So Fact. Uh, it, it's a scary precedent. I don't know how anyone could do business in the city uh, with that. Anyone you speak to who's actually in banking, who's actually in real estate understands that. But again, they don't want to put themselves in the crosshair, so perhaps they'll be silent. So uh, it's a disgrace that this is happening right now, but I think we'll make our points, we'll make our case, and we'll go on from there. So you guys have a great day. Thank you. Now, listen, uh, you know, I got to find out about my aunt passing away, literally. Not really one I want to talk about, but I, no, I got to, you know, literally about, as I pulled up here this morning, I found out, you know, my aunt passed away. Not a great swing thought, you know, in the back of your head as you're going uh, to deal with this sort of insanity. Uh, I'm very close uh, with her grandson. We hang out all the time. And so it's uh, obviously a... a rough day for that but all right anyway that's right donald trump's uh oldest sister is like 86 years old mary trump the retired federal judge she uh she she passed away uh was it yesterday in her apartment in new york city and obviously she was really critical of donald trump and they didn't have the closest relationship but it i know the kids were, were close with their kids and, and things like that but you know whatever it's always sad to lose a family member i'm sure you know donald trump doesn't hate his sister whether she would, you know, criticized him as a political figure or not. So, and of course, when that happened, when the when the news came out that Donald Trump's sister passed away literally within minutes, you had those assholes like that Brian Krasenstein, the Krasenstein brothers, those two cuck faggots. I said faggot. I did. If you don't like it, you can click off. I really don't give a shit. Um, I'm imagining they they both, you know, dock each other as sick brothers. Um, they immediately had to go and find uh, the supposed the last known recording, live recording in the media of uh, Trump's sister criticizing Donald Trump. And then just put that out there because they want the engagement on Twitter. The Krasenstein brothers make thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a month with the ad insertions. And they put out, you know, edgy stuff that people will engage with. And, and the great thing about Twitter is what – whether you like the content or not, if you engage with it, the person who posted it, you're beefing their analytics in the hopes that they keep their impressions high so they keep getting the ad insertions. I love it because I will purposely, whether it's a liberal or one of these idiot DeSantards, 
I was making them crazy the other night where they just kept going at me and calling me all these names. And I just kept posting the same picture, the same picture where they were like, they have to get the last word in a last post. And they would things like, Oh, you posted that already. I posted it again, just to beef up the analytics. And it worked because it literally went on for about a little over 24 hours. And my analytics went through the roof just from fighting with those, not even fighting, letting those three idiots keep responding to my post. They're all idiots. And that's what the Krasenstein brothers do. That's what they did in the the light of the death of Donald Trump's older sister. They just, let's politicize her death. Let's not just say, hey, you know, if you had to put, if you had to even post about it, I have a prayer to the Trump family that they lost a family member. Nope, none of that. I had a dream last week. Horrible. It just, it just, it just happened that the aftermath of when eventually it happens, when Donald Trump is no longer with us, and how the media treats it. And it, the reason why I think I had this dream is because I went to bed listening to some of Rush Limbaugh's old uh shows right that's what i went to bed listening to and it must have just you know psyche or whatever had this dream about how the media responded and how democrats responded and it was it was it was like a nightmare it was horrible it was horrible it was disgusting and the ridicule because remember when rush limbaugh passed away and what the democrats were doing about pissing on his grave and all this shit it was like a hundred times worse and it's just it's horrible these fucking people in in the light of of it's it's horrible. They are such evil pieces of shit scumbags. And the DeSantards are right there with them. With everything that wishing Donald Trump would go to prison, die in prison, um, posting weird edited photos of his children and other prominent Republicans or Republican activists or pundits or whatever else. Like this, this is, and granted, memes are memes. Like you can make a meme. But when you're like, literally uh, using deaths in family and other things. It, it's just, it, it gets out of hand. It, re- it really does. And it just made people are just, I don't know. There really aren't words in any case, a little something to, uh, this is great. Uh, boy, he was in the chat yesterday. Uh, C3P memes from the Dilly meme team. I don't know if you, if you follow him, if you're not following him, you should. He's at, c3p meme like c3po c3p meme on twitter and he was doing them uh he was releasing them for a long time every monday and there are so many there are 27 of them where he took sanford and son and make it trump and son and he released this one he hadn't released one in a while this is great i love this these are my favorite you got it fixed yep Oh, son, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you're a nice son. Not a nice son. I'm going to turn it on. There's one small condition. A condition? Yeah, you see, from now on, when you're watching television, you won't be watching it alone. There'll always be somebody here watching it with you. Oh, I don't mind that, son. I like company. You do? Uh, Where is he? You ready? Oh, Maxine. It's Rafiki. Oh, son. Don't do that. Get that picture over there. I can't look at TV with that picture up there. Oh. I'm sorry, Pop. I can't do that. It's a package deal, man. If 
you want to watch television, that picture goes with it. Okay, okay. I'll try. Yeah, good. All right, all right, son. All right, I'll exercise. I'll right. exercise. Now that's where I like to hear my old man talk. I'll exercise, son. I'll start right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some of my favorite. Some of my favorite memes, C3P memes with that that Trump and son. How can you not love that? It's great. We need we need a little a little pick me up from all the all the nonsense bullshit. Uh, a couple more things. Oh, yeah. Just garbage commie piece of garbage. Garbage commie piece of garbage. I just repeated myself. It's all good. Uh, we covered this yesterday, how San Francisco made all their homeless just disappear out of nowhere for the, you know, Biden and Xi Jinping to show up and put gates up. And well, why didn't they do this long ago? Well, why wouldn't they just clean up their homeless? They They literally got rid of homeless graffiti and the garbage in the street. For within, it seemed like within hours, like within a 24-hour period, maybe a little longer, maybe a little sooner. But here he is, California Governor Newsom, Gavin Newsom, the pretty boy who's gonna who's going to debate, who's gonna debate Rob DeSantis uh, later this month, which is gonna be a shit show. The poster child of autism is going to debate the poster child of communism. It's gonna be interesting. Gavin Newsom admits he only cleaned up the streets of San Francisco to please Xi Jinping. That's true because it's true. He literally said that. Here's the video. Here's the video. This this is all you need right here to realize where these people stand and they don't care. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because that's- it's true. But it's also true <laughs> for months and months and months prior to APEC. We've been having different conversations. Uh, it, this is like a Kamala Harris moment. This is literally a Kamala Harris moment. You know, when she talks about time and space and all this shit, I, I can't even believe I know it. Folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. What? But it's also true. They're laughing. For months and months and months prior to APEC. What? We've been having different conversations. It's true because it's true. And they're all laughing. They're all laughing. They don't care. The government fucking hates you. They don't care. Because when this is all done, you think they're going to keep up on the cleanliness and the nice streets and all the graffiti cleaned up and the painted buildings and the, and the, no, is they going to let it go to shit again? No, it's true because it's true. And we're having different conversations. What? No, there's no show tonight. Uh, my co-host is actually back home in his hometown in Jersey with his mom. Um, she's got to have a heart procedure. She's okay. I was a little rocky. But um, hey, James is with, uh, with his mom who's having that surgery. And uh, so I don't know when he's coming back. Uh, I, we're not having a show tonight. We the People Radio, not tonight. So I'm am. I'm, Imagining there's going to be no show Friday and we'll end up back next week. So, you know, we got to just keep James Curry's mom in our uh, in our prayers. She usually graces us uh, with her presence in the chat and she's been in the hospital for uh, for a little while now. So that's why there hasn't been any evening shows. Anyway, there's my dog barking like an idiot. 
All right, I wanted to cover that. And oh, I wanted to, I saw this this morning and I, 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 I want to get rid of a couple things because I don't really care about any of this. This is good. This is great because we were just talking about Gavin Newsom and Xi Jinping and my dog's go, acting like an idiot because I think there's landscapers across the street. Why are there landscapers in November? Anyway, um, Biden expected to hold on a second. Uh, look at all the asshole politicians that come from. I'm just reading the chat. Biden expected to announce deal with China's Xi Jinping to help slow flood of fentanyl into the United States. Read that again. Joe Biden expected to strike a fucking deal with the communist dictator to slow the flood of fentanyl in the United States instead of being an actual leader, a powerful leader that other leaders should fear. We're gonna we're gonna make a deal instead of saying, no no, no we, we're gonna stop the flow of fentanyl into the United States. Where I'm not only gonna sanction the shit out of you, but I'm gonna blow up Beijing, just like Donald Trump told Vladimir Putin what he would do to the Kremlin if he went into Ukraine under his presidency. Joe Biden is expected to announce a controversial deal. This is a New York Post controversial deal with Chinese dictator Jinping aimed at slowing the deadly flood of fentanyl across the United States to slow it down. We'll still let you kill Americans. We'll still let you send it to Mexico so the cartels can make it. How about we stop it? My dog only barks when Democrats are on the screen. We're going to slow the flow, people. Hey, listen, uh, Jing, can you, uh, Xi, whatever the fuck you want to call him, Kami, could you just slow it down a little? Slow down. The flow of fentanyl, just a little bit, just just slow it down. The two leaders are tipped to announce a deal as they meet Wednesday at the Asia Pacific Economic Corporation Conference, the APEC conference that they annihilated all the homeless on the streets for in San Francisco, one of the cities most blighted by what has become the deadliest drug in the United States. Fentanyl zombies walking around San Francisco. We're hoping to see some progress on that issue this coming week. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said Monday ahead of the meeting. That could open the door to further cooperation and other issues where we aren't just managing things, but we're actually delivering tangible results, he added. Slow the flow. It's unbelievable. Revolver. Shit killed my dad and has three brothers as zombie. Wow, my God. That's fucking horrible. Jesus Christ. That's like, wow. It, it's, it's horrible. And it's horrible that, you know, our country allows this. But, you know, it's, that, that just stems from decades and decades and decades. But Joe Biden's going to fix it. He's going to slow the flow of fentanyl. What is how would you even do they think that sounds good? Do they think that that you know what's crazy is that there were people that look what Joe Biden's doing, he's slowing the flow of fentanyl. Slow China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs said is willing to carry out anti drug trafficking measures with the U.S. on the basis of equality and mutual respect. Equality, equality is going to stop the fentanyl, equality is going to slow the fentanyl. (sighs) 
Wow. My, wow, that's a Jim Eagle. My 40-year-old brother died two years ago on Easter Day. He got some oxy laced with fentanyl from a friend. Jesus Christ. Slow the flow. Sounds like he's inflating the price of drugs, which will result in more crime. I mean, imagine. Under the terms of the agreement, China would crack down on chemical companies making the compounds used to produce fentanyl. Sources familiar with the negotiation told Bloomberg. That is such bullshit. China's not going to crack. You know what he's going to crack down on? He's going to crack down on the bribes from the chemical companies demanding more money so he does not have to slow the flow of fentanyl. That's what he's going to do. Hey, guys, I either have to crack down on you with this stupid deal I made with that senile fuck in the United States or you're going to have to pay me more money so I don't do anything. Here you go. Here's more money. Oh, my God. They're expected to announce a deal to slow the flood of fentanyl into the U.S. This is a fucking story. Joe just wants his equitable payment. <clears throat> slow the flow. Jeez. In exchange, Biden would... <laughs> In exchange, Biden would lift restrictions on China's Forensic Police Institute, which the Commerce Department restricted from accessing U.S. technology in 2020 over allegations it was involved in repression of the uh, Uyghurs. Okay, so we're, we're again, it's a bad deal, they, but they're going to make it look good. Well, they're going to slow the flow of fentanyl by cracking down on the chemical companies, but they're going to squeeze them for more money. And we're going to lift the restrictions on China's Forensic Police Institute. Okay. However, some experts warn... The deal may fall apart if the Biden administration continues to be critical of Xi Jinping and his Chinese Communist Party. While many Republicans see it as part of Biden making, making repeated concessions to Beijing. Wow. This is, this, is, this is wild. Wild. The Chinese embassy in Washington has also criticized the move with a spokesman saying in May, the U.S. sanctions against Chinese companies and citizens will add more obstacles to China-U.S. counter-narcotics cooperation. Uh, listen, we should just, we need, to we need to annihilate China business deals. We just, uh, th there needs to be a hard stop somewhere. Chinese businesses are supplying Mexican drug cartels with the chemicals used to make fentanyl, an opioid 50 times more powerful than heroin and 100 times more powerful than morphine. It's the deadliest drug in the United States today. Yep, we know that. <clears throat> but, but China's going to slow it down, people. China's going to slow it down because we're going to lift sanctions and restrictions on China. It's, it, this is the never-ending back and forth that just results in more corruption and more crime and more victims. But the government doesn't care because they're making money on this. They're making deals on this that's making them money. <sighs> yes, the drug problem has become a burden on several American cities, including San Francisco, where the upcoming summit will be held. Mayor London Breed even said she blames fentanyl for the decline of her city and for exasperating the city's homelessness, homeless crisis. Fentanyl has really devastated our city like no other drug we've ever experienced within my lifetime, she told Bloomberg. I would ask him, Xi, to work with the U.S. and to ensure that the resources that are being sent out of China that come to either the U.S. or Mexico are cut off to the fullest extent possible. How about cut off completely? But experts warn the deal may fall apart, again, 
if Joe Biden doesn't bend the knee to the CCP comrades of his. China's agreements have an unstated condition. Void if you criticize Xi and the Communist Party, said Derek Scissors, senior fellow at the Conservative American Enterprise Institute. Blah, blah, blah. And there you go. Here's San Francisco. They just got rid of all these people, though. Yep. Under the deal, China would crack down on chemical companies making the compound. That's such bullshit. They listed 10 demands they suggest Biden make of Xi before the end of the APEC summit. Those demands include the release of all U.S. citizens wrongfully detained in China, an end to all near uh, collisions and unsafe intercepts with American forces at sea and in the air, and suspension of a key program in the PRC's forced labor programs in Jinang, or whatever the hell it is. Other demands include Xi allowing all exit-banned U.S. citizens to leave China immediately, establishing establishing know-your-customer requirements on Chinese shipments of fentanyl ingredients, ceasing all military operations in Taiwan's air defense identification zone, which Beijing does not respect, and to stop all present and future harassment of Philippine ships in the South China Sea. It's all bullshit to me, people. It's all bullshit and does nothing, and someone will call this a victory for Joe Biden's administration. If I'm in China, what a better way to take over a country than to make half the citizens zombies before you invade. <laughs> Wonder how much money the U.S. government is getting from the Mexican cartels. Yeah. Well, well, they China's sending them the product to make it. The drug cartels are making it. And bring it over. Listen, I want, I want cartel drug factories in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the jungle of Mexico and everywhere else, South America. I want the United States military to drone them all at the same time. We have the intel. We know where they are. Fucking drone them. Drone the cartel leadership. Drone cartel or arsenals and just do it. And if Mexico wants to stop it, then guess what? You know what, Mexico? We'll go at war with you. We'll, 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 annihilate, we'll annihilate anyone that wants to support the murder of Americans through the use of drugs and weapons. Fuck them. Let's set up the minefield now. Let's bring all our military to the southern border and say, you know what? Let's pressure the Mexican government Eh, who's owned by the cartels anyway. Let's just start fucking taking out the cartels. Just level, level it. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not worried about the Mexican military, to be honest with you. I'm not worried. I'm, I'm more concerned about the dangerous cartels than the Mexican military. The cartels are more dangerous than the Mexican military, I believe. I'm sure the reason they don't drone the factories is because there are innocent civilians there. Yeah, if you're working in a fentanyl factory, if you're working in a drug factory... If you're a lookout for a cartel, you're not innocent, and you should all be fucking droned. I, d- I don't care. I don't care. Not going to get into that. Not going to get into that. So th- this is sad. Um, not It's sad. That it's always sad when we lose young. It's sad when we lose soldiers, period. But they had that crash in the Mediterranean, the uh, aircraft, the military aircraft, the DOD released the names of the five U.S. Special Operations soldiers killed in Mediterranean Sea helicopter crash during routine flight training. 
It's tragic. And here are the five. On Friday, a U.S. military aircraft experienced a mishap during training operations in the eastern Mediterranean and subsequently went down. The U.S. European Command confirmed the incident on Saturday but has not released further information about the personnel involved out of respect for their families. On the evening of November 10th, the U.S. military aircraft conducting training operations in the eastern Mediterranean suffered a mishap and went down. Out of respect for the families affected, we will not release further information on the personnel involved at this time. The cause of the training incident is currently under investigation. However, we can definitely say that the aircraft sortie was purely related to training, and there are no indications of hostile activity. We'll provide more information as the situation develops. And I guess it developed. We, we mourn the tragic loss of the five U.S. service members during a training incident in the Mediterranean Sea late Friday evening, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said in a statement. Uh, on Monday, the Department of Defense identified the five Army soldiers killed in the helicopter crash. The DOD announced today that the deaths of the five U.S. Army Special Operations Aviation soldiers killed during routine flight training as a result of a helicopter crash November 10th, 2023 in the Mediterranean Sea. There are no indications the crash was caused by enemy or hostile actions, the DOD said in a statement. The MH-60 Blackhawk was conducting aerial refueling training when the aircraft experienced an in-flight emergency, resulting in the crash, it added. The deceased are Chief Warrant Officer... Three, Stephen R. Dwyer, 38 of Clarksville, Tennessee. Chief Warrant Officer Two, Shane M. Barnes, 34 of Sacramento, California. Staff Sergeant Tanner W. Grone, 26 of Gorham, New Hampshire. Sergeant Andrew S. Southard, 27 of Apache Junction, Arizona. And Sergeant Cade M. Wolf, 24 of Mankato, Minnesota. That's really sad. And uh, these are these are them. It's always sad to see, you know. And that's unfortunately whether it's training accidents, whatever it is. And I'm not going to speculate and, and 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 dive down some rabbit hole and say that they're covering up some attack because I don't think they would cover up an attack. I think if it was an attack, that would just be another excuse to propel us into this never-ending Middle Eastern war that we're just about in that they want. So it's just, it's sad either way. I'm not going to sit here and, 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 and speculate on, on their, their deaths at this point. Maybe more information will come out. We know the military likes to not give all the facts of things when it comes to accidents and the loss of life of military members. But it is sad to begin with, but... What is not said is, again, the support that Donald Trump is gaining everywhere, especially in more polls. And of course, the DeSantards want to quote places like NPR for information, but they were all hot and heavy on Kim Reynolds, the governor of Iowa, the biggest endorsement that Ron DeSantis has received and the biggest one that's so important because he's going to win Iowa because of this. Literally last night at 8.30, a poll comes out and DeSantis went down two points in an Iowa poll. They're all talking about his 30,000 caucus caucusers who have committed to, Ron, to caucus for Ron DeSantis. 
and he went down a couple points. So, and Trump went up a point in one of the polls. So, I, you know, wait till he gets endorsed, the endorsement announcement from Kim Reynolds, and DeSantis is going to come in and he's going to wipe the floor with Donald Trump in Iowa, and then he's going to win New Hampshire, and then he's going to win South Carolina. No, he's not. You're not stopping the MAGA energy. You're not stopping what's coming. I don't care how many rhinos are, are running cover for this meatball garbage piece of shit. It's not going to happen. Ron DeSantis is not going to be president of the United States. Michelle Obama has a dick. And you're not going to convince me otherwise. Pepperoni, I drove I drove many a band on tour to Jones Beach Amphitheater. Hey, Pepperoni, I'm going to tell you, guess what? I live in the same town as the Jones Beach Amphitheater. I do. I can ride my bike there, as a matter of fact, to the Jones Beach Amphitheater. I can. You probably have some cool stories down there. I had, I, I had some fun back in the day at concerts. It's not so much fun anymore there. Back in the old, before they redid, it was always, it was always fun down there. Anyway, listen, what's today? Today's Tuesday. Tomorrow is hump day. I can't believe it's hump day already tomorrow. MAGA hump day, Wednesday. We're going to end on another great video that was put together because America is God's country and Iowa that we just mentioned, mentioned is Trump country. Iowa is Trump country. Sorry, DeSantards. Another great video from the Dilly Meme team where a bunch of them did. You had uh, Liam Memes doing the vocals and the visuals. You had Brandy with a B involved, Little Memes, Hogman, and Lauren Eve put the production together. And again, more talent from the Dilly Meme team. Outside of this one church town, there's a gold dirt road to a whole lot of nothing. Got a deed to the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God's country. Pray for rain and thank Him when it's falling, cause it brings a grain and a little bit of money. We put it back in the plate. I guess that's why they call it God's country. I saw the light in the sunrise sitting back in the 40 on the muddy riverside getting baptized in holy water and shine with the dogs running saved by the sound of the big found dixie whistled in the wind that'll get you heaven found the devil went down to georgia but he didn't stick around this is god's country we turn the dirt and worked until the week's done. We take a break and break bread on Sunday, then do it all again. Cause we're proud to be from God's country. I saw the light in the sunrise, sitting back in the 40 on the muddy riverside, getting baptized in holy water and shine with the dogs running. Saved by the sound of the Whistled in the wind, that'll get you heaven bound. The devil went down to Georgia, but he didn't stick around. This is God's country. <laughs> 
that stone reads or what kind of pine wood box I end up in when it's my time lay me six feet deep in God's country It is God's country. Dilly meme team. All right, everybody, listen, I'll see you tomorrow, 8 a.m. MAGA hat stays on. We'll see you soon. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving Patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars.